Good evening, family and friends. It's great to be with you on tonight. I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be before you and to share. I praise God for my pastors, Bishop James F. Harris, Lady Sylvia Harris, for uh, uh, Edith Ramsey, our wonderful MC, for Watts and Danielle and all of our elders, certainly you, the church family. I just praise God for everyone in their respective places. And so on tonight, as Edith said, we'll be talking about moving with purpose. Mm -hmm. And I do want to shout out the family one more time. You guys are just so sweet. You encourage us and help us press on in the Lord. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now we've already talked about being aligned. We've talked about being ready. And last time I talked about how important it was to be in the now. And so now we're moving to the moving. And so I think this is a very interesting topic. And so when we talk about moving with purpose, godly purpose, it's sort of like moving in purpose and moving on purpose. We'll do the in purpose tonight. Our primary scripture will come from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, New King James Version. And it reads, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Let us have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity on tonight. Father, I surrender myself unto you, Lord. I ask you to have your way in me, Lord. Throw your weight around, Lord. Use my mouth as you see fit. Meet our needs according to your perfect will, Lord. We'll give your name all praise, honor, and glory. And we thank you now when we count it done. In Jesus' name, amen. So with that scripture, we, we're going to come back to it. But we're, tonight we're talking about moving with purpose. And so when we talk about moving, one of the seven characteristics of a living thing, believe it or not, is the ability to move. That's how you know something is alive. It has the ability to move. Even plants, they can move. They can only move parts of their organism, but we as humans, we can practice something that's called locomotion. It's the ability to move the entire body from point A to point B. And without this ability, we would perhaps perish and would not be able to move forth. Two other characteristics that I want to mention that living things tend to have is growth and reproduction. And so when we talk about moving, growth and reproduction, all of this sort of works into the kingdom of God. Of course, it sounds like biology or the physiology of things, but it also has to do with the kingdom of God and how God has commissioned us to move forth and to do greater works and to grow in the kingdom of God and certainly to reproduce after our own kind. Now, when we talk about the word moving, it's more of an adjective. So we'll say someone's moving what fast or they're moving slow. But to be moving means that there's some type of motion, so to speak. Or it might even be if someone's being moved, it might mean that they're producing strong emotions, especially sadness or empathy. Or if they're moving, it might even relate to them changing their posture or maybe even their residence, so to speak. There's also a moving in the spirit that we're kind of familiar with. We know in the book of um, 
John chapter five, verse one, by the pool of Bethesda, that there were a great many people that were laid there beside the pool. And there was some blind, some were lame and some were paralyzed, but they were all waiting for the moving of the water. So there's a moving in the spirit, if you will, or a stirring of the spirit. And if you've attended church at 2200 Fairfax Avenue, or even at the Double Tree, you yourself have felt that moving in the spirit. And so at the end of the day, when we talk about moving, we know that this moving is not only, as I said, physical, but it's also spiritual and it's in the scriptures. We first see moving in Genesis 9 and 3, when God said to mankind, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. So there's moving going on there. And John 11 and 35, we saw the type of moving that had to do with emotion when Jesus wept. That was after Lazarus had been buried and he saw the people mourning. And then in Genesis 12 and 1, God said to Abram, he says, now get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. And that's an example of moving, changing your posture or changing your residence or your place of being, so to speak. So this moving is not new to the scriptures and it's certainly not new to us. As a matter of fact, in human growth and development, when a child is still in their mother's womb or stomach, movement begins at around seven or eight weeks of age in utero, even though the movement is not really felt by the mom until 16 or 22 weeks. Even after the child is born, much of the movement seems to be instinctual and used to assist the child to survive. This movement might include things like sucking, or grasping or reaching or even the flaying of their arms, so to speak. Over time, as that child develops and grows, what we find, though, is that movement that seemed instinctual, that aided in survival, it starts to become more purposeful. We realize that as the child ages, they then start to reach up because they want to be held by their mom or by their dad, or they only start to suck things when something's inserted in their mouth, and so on and so forth. And as we go on with that growth and the development, what we learn is that these children also learn to suppress urges to um, move on and move up upon command, if you will. And even if they do it sporadically over time with the right type of training and with the right type of discipline, they get better at that. Hopefully by now, you know that I'm wanting to talk about movement with the spiritual realm and, and in the kingdom of God. And when we talk about even with the children, how when we're first born in the kingdom of God and we're first filled with the Holy Spirit, sometimes we're kind of just doing things that are kind of instinctual, so to speak. But as we spend time with the Lord, as we take in the word of God, as we hear the preached word of God, because faith cometh by hearing, then we too start to become a bit more purposeful, hopefully, with our movements. We start to move on purpose. We start to understand that our movements bring action and has consequences that come along with it. And when we have purposeful movement, then we have those consequences that God intends for us to have. But when we have um, purposeful movement that is not godly, then we have to reap some things that can sometimes cause some of us to stumble. So this movement then is essential to Christian faith. After all, it's not just about this journey or the destination. It's certainly about the journey and the experiences that, that we have. If we were to remain at rest, we'd have issues. We'd become stagnated and we would not grow in Christ. First Corinthians 3 and 11 says it this way. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. 
And so again, this is this next analogy as we're moving with purpose, so to speak. We're now grown, as our theme says, we're grown now. So we're no longer children. We're no longer just responding out of instinct. We're no longer flaying our arms around and not understanding what our actions, the, the results that our actions are going to bring. But we are mature now in the kingdom of God. And what a time is this for there to be that maturity, if you will, to be purposeful in what we're doing. And we, it's very much needed, particularly in these times, to put aside some of those childish things. It's also in Acts chapter 17 and verse 18 that says, for it's in him, meaning our Lord Jesus Christ, that we live and that we move and we have our being. And Psalms 42 and 5, we also know that when we are moving and we're acting as we're moving with purpose, even when we're cast down in our spirit, we can say, I shall yet praise him. And even if we're anxious and wanting something to happen, we can say, be still, because I know that he is God. And we can also borrow a page from Job and say, even if things aren't going quite right, I know that my Redeemer lives. So this movement is very important, whether we're being moved in our mind, in our emotions or in our spirit. It's important that we're moving, but we, we must be moving with purpose, with godly purpose. Speaking of purpose, then, you know, um, when we move with purpose, what that means is that something is done or created intentionally, that it's not done on accident. One example of this is when God said to Pharaoh, he says, it's for this purpose that I made you so that I can show my power through you and my name can be declared throughout all the earth. So it's no accident when we do things on purpose. I want to pause for a moment here and say that many times, if you will give, you, give thought to this, you'll find that you're doing and saying things and acting in certain ways without giving much thought to why you're doing what you're doing. And that brings us back to our primary text on tonight, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. So I want to look back at that again, expound upon it some, give us some examples, and then uh, wrap things up with why we desperately need to move with purpose. Again, it reads that scripture. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? Those of us who are of the kingdom of God are all running this race right now, this race in the kingdom of God. But one receives the prize. And then Paul admonishes the readers here and he says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. And so what he's saying is be mindful of how you run. Run with purpose. And when he talks about this running with purpose, he's saying, run with all of your might. Give it everything that you've got when you're moving forth. And he's saying, run in such a way that you may obtain it. And in verse 25, it reads, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, when he talks about this temperate, he's talking about this discipline, so to speak, that goes on. And then he goes on to say that they just do it for a corruptible crown, but we for the imperishable crown. And then in verse 27, he ends things up here by saying, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I've preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. 
Now, as we're talking about moving with purpose, again, let's go back to this text. If we're moving with purpose, then we want to make sure that we run purposely in a way that we may obtain the prize. You know, Jesus says that I've come to seek and save the lost. And then he also said to us, those of us who are believers, so as I was sent, so send I you. And he also says that, you know, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. He said to us, greater work shall we do. Now that we are armed, we're aligned, we're ready. Now God is saying we must move forth. But as we move forth, we must move forth with purpose. We must move forth according to the will of God. We must move forth being mindful of what God is saying in this hour and in this day. We must be ready. We must be present. We must be in our now so that we can hear God. And as we hear what God is saying, then we must move, but we must move with purpose. And as we're doing that moving with purpose, what we're finding is that there will be some occasions, as Paul said in that text there, that we'll need to deny ourselves. There may be times that God is asking us to move with purpose when we really don't feel like moving with purpose. God might say, go here, and we don't feel like going here. God may say, do that, and we don't want to do that. And so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we understand that when God is asking us to move, he's asking us to move with a purpose, and he's working things out in the environment. And we've got to make sure that we're putting ourselves aside so that we can hear what God is saying and that we're moving in that. Now, when Paul used this example here in the scripture, he was talking to the Corinthians and they used to have the games. I think it's ironic that we also have the uh, Olympics going on right now in Tokyo. And the types of games that they would do during that time is they would do lots of running and they would do lots of boxing. And so what Paul was saying is that these people were very disciplined. They were serious about what they were doing. And that crown that they were trying to get was incorruptible. And he sort of challenges those of us, even now in this day, in the kingdom Mm -hmm. of God. He's saying, with what God has commissioned me to do, with what God has commissioned you to do, are you doing it with all of your might? He's saying, are you really disciplining yourself? Are you really pouring yourself into it so that you can give forth your very best? I don't know if you guys have been looking at the Olympics. Perhaps you've seen some of the effort that's gone into some of those gold medals or those silver medals, but those people seem awfully intent on accomplishing their goals. What about us in the kingdom of God? Are we as intent on what God has called us to do? Are we moving with purpose? Are we moving or are we moving according to our own will? And then Paul went on to talk about some of this, uh, you know, um, strict training that goes into this athlete, you know, and how they prepare themselves. And what type of training do we have to take on? Does that include praying and seeking the face of God? Does it include sometimes turning down our plate? Does it include reading the word of God? Does it also include seeking God and being mindful of God, staying in the word of God and meditating on what God is saying? These are all of the things that it takes to move with godly purpose, if you will. All of this running that he talked about that was going on, what on the earth, in the Old Testament, what we find is that Joshua, even after he'd done a mighty work and after he passed away, what we saw was that the children of Israel still had a work to do. And there was more enemies to be cast out in Canaan. And they sought God and they said, you know, what should we do? Who should we send first? And God actually said to them, send Judah first. And just as it was with them, so it is with us in this day and in this time. There is indeed more work to do. Things have not been resolved just yet. Yes, we've had some wins, but it is not finished. Christ finished his work on the cross, but now we are his body. And he's using us to carry out his purpose in this day and in this hour. And we too must 
do just like Israel did. We must seek God's face and ask, who shall go first? What shall we do? What will you have me to say, Lord? And when God tells us to do it, we want to make sure we do what God is saying. Amen. All right. So many times when we're moved by God, we're either moved with our mind, our emotions, or possibly even moved with our will. And all three of these are very important as long as they are aligned with the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of us. For we know that Acts says that it is in him that we live and that we move and that we have our being. Now, this isn't so hard as long as we're willing to yield and submit ourselves to the spirit of God. This is when we're moving with purpose, when we're setting out to do something, but we're seeking God to say, God, what would you have me to do in this particular situation? Now, as we talked about, you know, doing it with all of our might, we have to take a moment and ask ourselves, what's that purpose for what we're doing? If we're saying something or doing something, seeking the job, seeking something new, seeking a title or whatever it is that we're doing, we have to slow that down and ask ourselves, what's truly our purpose in doing that? Are we doing that to bring glory to God? Are we doing it because God has called us to do it? What truly is our purpose for the things that we do? And if we're not clear about that, we're going to get into that a little bit more next time about the purpose. But for tonight, we want to make sure that we what we one thing we can take away is that when we're moving, we want to make sure that we're mindful and say, Lord, help me understand what I'm moving forth to do, that this is in line with your will and your way. This is working in the environment, that this is going to bring glory and honor to your name, that this is going to further the kingdom of God, that we're not just flaying our arms around left and right like a small child, just through instinct going forth. But we realize that we have creative power with our mouth and that we are just like our father. We can create. And as a man thinketh, so is he. And we want to be careful what we speak over the lives of others and our children. What is the purpose with our moving? When we're moving with purpose, what is that purpose? Are we moving because we want to be recognized? Are we moving because we want to feel good about ourselves? Are we moving because there's a reward in it for ourselves? Or are we moving because we're trying to bring furtherance to the kingdom of God? And we must ask ourselves that because God has said that it is him that's going to work within us anyway to will and do according to his good pleasure. And he also went on in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 21 and says that he would make us complete in every good work to do his will, that he would work in us what is well-pleasing in his sight through Christ Jesus. But he's only able to do that if we will allow ourselves to move according to God's purpose and according to God's plan, not according to our own purpose and our own plan. And so what then are some examples of that? I had mentioned, you know, that when we're moved, many times we're moved um, by our mind, by our emotions, or by our will. And um, and as long as those things are wrapped up in the spirit of God, everything's OK. But what we'll find is that sometimes things aren't necessarily that way. One great example of being moved in the mind, but moving based on the flesh or carnality is David. And that's in Chronicles, First um, Chronicles 13. And what we find is that here David was actually transporting the Ark of the Covenant. And so this was, you know, God's God had took very special care 
with creating this Ark of Covenant. And God had told the Israelites, you know, he was like, you know, this is what I want you guys to do. I want the Levites to carry it. He'd given very explicit instructions. He said that they should carry it over their shoulders. They should have these poles passing through rings and they should just be holding that only the Levites and they should be walking and carrying the Ark of the Covenant. God had given very clear instructions. What did they do? Well, in First Chronicles uh, chapter 13, what we find is that David was moving, but he was moving according to perhaps what he thought was right in his own mind. And what we find is that they carry the ark of God then on a new cart. They didn't follow what God said. And, and when they did that, and, and, and by the way, the Levites were still there. <laughs> Uzzah, the guy who died in this story, he was still a Levite, but they didn't quite do it the way God said. They were not moving with godly purpose. They were moving with some purpose, but it was not quite what God had said because God was clear about what he wanted to have happen. And what we find is that even though we can be giants in the kingdom of God, we can you know, have done great works in the kingdom of God. This is a daily thing that we've got to make sure that we humble ourselves and we seek the face of God and we ask God, Lord, am I moving within your purpose? Am I doing what you're asking me to do? Am I bringing glory to your kingdom or am I moving in my own thinking? Am I leaning to my own way of thinking, Lord, or am I doing things the way you would have me to? Because when we're moving according to God's purpose, everything works out for our good. But when we're moving according to our mind, our will and our emotions and the spirit's not in it, then think we start to stumble. And so in this text and in this example, as we're talking about, what we find is that they now decided to carry the ark in a different way. And even though they were doing that, they had all types of praise and things going on. Harps, string instruments, tambourines, cymbals. They even had trumpets. They had lots of fanfare, lots of celebration going on, but they were still moving on their own will, moving according to what they thought was best. They were not moving with godly purpose and they were just having what they thought was a grand time in the Lord. And what happens is after a while, you know, the um, oxen, they, the oxen that they were carrying the ark on stumbled. And we saw that Uzzah, one of the um, uh, Levites who was there, stuck his hand out to catch it. And the Lord struck him dead at that point. And what happens in that text next is David was afraid. He became afraid and he said to himself, how can I bring this ark? And he, he, he wouldn't move the ark. He actually ended up leaving it where it was and it stayed and resided with someone else. And from this example, what I want us to take away from this is that we can have done a lot of great things right in the kingdom of God. Praise God. But there's also a time when we can also get into our own heads or get in our own way. Because we can think we sometimes might know a little bit better than what God is saying, but we must move with godly purpose. And when God is clear about what he's asking us to do, we don't need to mince words. We want to make sure that we move in line with what God is saying. And when we do that, there's benefits and blessings that are to happen. God is able to uh, magnify himself in the earth, if you will. He says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That's the way that we lift God up, by moving with godly purpose. So as we're moving, we're getting ready to move. We're aligned and we're ready and we're getting ready to move. And we want to move, whether it's moving in motion, whether it's producing some type of movement in the spirit. But we want to make sure that what we're doing, we're doing it according to the will of God. And if we're not doing it according to the will of God, we want to hold ourselves accountable and we want to challenge ourselves and say, you know, am I getting something out of this or is God getting something out of this? Am I moving with a godly purpose or am I moving with my mind? There's another example. I'm using these giants in the Bible because, 
you know, hopefully that makes us feel a little bit better about us as we start to ask ourselves, what purpose are we moving with? When we're moving, when we're taking steps, we're doing actions. Are we moving for the furtherance of the kingdom of God? Are we moving because we want to build up or are we moving because we want to tear down? What's our movement about? Whether we're moving with our mouth, whether we're moving with our body, whether we're moving with our gifts, what's the purpose for that? Is that a godly purpose? We want to take stock and we want to make sure that we're clear with whatever we're doing, there's clarity in that purpose. Uh, The next example that I'd like to talk about is Moses. Um, We're very familiar with Moses. He certainly was an amazing giant in the kingdom of God. And what we find back in Numbers chapter 20, uh, Moses was told to speak to the rock in the desert to bring forth water for Israel. And, you know, and so and, and God was very specific. He was clear with what God had asked. He was very clear with what he had asked Moses to do. And what we find here was that, you know, they did most everything that God said, most of it. You know, they got the assembly together, you know, the congregation and, you know, they got there in front of everyone and they spoke before God. And, you know, and, um, you know, and, and they let the congregation hear, you know, what was going on. But in frustration with the people. And sometimes frustration can cause us to move with a different kind of purpose, to move with a different kind of spirit, one that's not quite like God. And when we find that we find ourselves frustrated, we've got to make sure that we release those things from us so God can use us in a way that we can give forth the light of God and the spirit of God. And so what we find is that in Numbers 20 and 9, uh, Moses took the rod from before the Lord, just as God had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly before the rock. And he said to them, listen now, you rebels, shall we bring forth water for you out of this rock? And then Moses lifted up his hand and he struck the rock twice with his rod and water came forth abundantly and the congregation and the beast drank. Now we all know that Because of this, it is believed that Moses was not able to enter into the promised land. Again, this is another giant in the kingdom of God, one who'd done some mighty works for the kingdom of God. But he started to move and not be aligned with God's purpose. God was clear with him about what needed to happen, what he needed to say. God is exact. God is an exact God. He's very specific. He's very prescriptive, if you will. He's very clear about what he would have done. And he was very clear with Moses in this situation. And what we find here is that because of emotion, Moses sort of moved in his own will and Moses struck the rock out of anger. And because of that, there were some consequences to be paid. Let me pause here and ask, what about you? What about your movement that you've had on today? What about over the last week or the last month? Maybe even the last year? Has your movement been with a godly purpose? Has it been with the purpose of trying to glorify God and bring glory to him? Or has it had to do with emotions and trying to vent frustration? Or what has your movement had to do with? Because I want to say on tonight that I believe God is going to call all of that into account. And he's going to hold us accountable. He's actually, we are his body. He's looking to use us to be ambassadors for the kingdom of God. We might be the only Jesus that God can ever see. And so when we move forth, we want to move with purpose. We don't want to move around like we don't know who we are and whose we are. We don't want to let just anything fly out of our mouths. God had to check me on last week and say, Jessica, you have to move with a godly purpose. Certain things just can't come out of your mouth. You've got to make sure that you're speaking with love, that you understand that you have creative power. You've got to make sure that when you're in the spirit of frustration, that you allow that thing to loose itself from you so that you can bind yourself to the word of God and will of God. And we can go forth and we can be the light and let our light shine. 
And even if we've had some great wins, yes, we've had some great wins in the kingdom of God, we must check ourselves so that as we start moving, we want to make sure that we're moving and that we align with the purpose that God would have us to be aligned with. There's one last example that I wanted to talk about on tonight. And that last example has to do with Saul. And this one has to do with a bona fide will for wrongfulness. God had already told Saul what he needed to do through Samuel, even the time that he needed to wait and, you know, what he needed to do when he did go in and attack, you know, the enemy, so to speak. And we're familiar with this text. And so Saul waited the time that was allotted, but still Samuel had not come on the scene. And then Saul started to take things in his own hands. He even started to offer up things to God that he wasn't supposed to do. What? He started moving, but he was not moving according to godly purpose. What was going on with him? He was making a conscious decision that he was going to do things his way. I don't know if he was trying to just save face with the people who were all there and surrounded around about him. I don't know if he thought it was okay that he helped God out and tell God what needed to be done. But at the end of the day, we saw that he was moving outside of the will of God. And, and even when Samuel checked him and said, what is this that you've done? Why have you offered this up? You know, and he even warned him, God is going to rent the kingdom of um, the kingdom from you. Saul still couldn't understand. He thought that because he had an idea of how he wanted to do things, that things should be okay. Well, this isn't new news for most of us. God does not conform to our will. We are challenged to conform to his will. What did Christ pray? Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Also, it's in the Lord's prayer when we ask that God give us our daily bread and let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We said, let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, not our will. And so with these examples, when we talk about moving, because when we start moving, sometimes we can move really fast. And if we don't take stock and if we're not mindful of the moving that we're going to do, sometimes we can break things. We can run into things. We can knock things over. We can cause accidents. You've seen folks moving on the highway too fast. I don't know if you might be one of those drivers zipping in and out without a lot of wisdom, so to speak, just assuming that you know how everybody else is going to move in the traffic, sometimes not even with warning signs. And what happens? Sometimes accidents, sometimes pileups, and sometimes the loss of life. We don't want that, particularly this day and hour. What we want is we want to be moving with a godly purpose. We want to make sure that we're looking at our environment and seeing God in the environment, that we're hearing a word of God and knowing that God is calling us to a certain purpose. And if we're unsure about that, then we're seeking godly counsel from our pastors and from our elders and from the leaders of God. Jesus truly said in John 15 and 5, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, though, you can do nothing. This is why it's important that when we start moving, that we're moving with purpose and we're moving in God. So then as we're moving, here's some things that we can say, some petition prayers that we should keep in, in our mind and keep them close to our mouth. We can say, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way within me, but lead me in the way of the everlasting. We can also say that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my Redeemer. So on tonight, as we talk about moving with purpose, we're ready, we're aligned, we're in the now, and we're ready to move. But as we're moving, 
We must move with purpose. We cannot move like children who are reacting on instinct. We must recognize that God has already orchestrated everything in the environment to work according to his plan and for our good and the kingdom of God. But when we annul what God is doing and start to go rogue and choose to do things our way and try to get God to bend to our will, when we tweak things that God has said ever so slightly, just because there's some you know, selfish benefit that we may get, God's not in that. And we're not able to reap the benefits that God has for us. So I admonish us all on tonight, myself included, as we start to move, let us move in purpose. We're about to um, approach the eighth month of the year. And in our church, we often say the number eight is new order, so to speak. What a great time as we're wrapping up 2021 to move with purpose, be in the now, be mindful, slow things down and ask God, what are you doing in this hour? And what would you have me to do? Also help us, Lord, to examine ourselves to say, Lord, what is my purpose for that? Even sometimes some of the things that we say to our loved ones or to others, what was my purpose for that? What did I hope to gain by that? And Lord, did you stand anything to gain in that situation or was that all me? At the end of the day, we want to make sure that we do as the wise man did, you know, who built his house on a rock. And when the rain came down and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, the house did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And just like the wise man, we want to be founded on the rock, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because everything he do is right and he do it the right way. And when he's working on the inside of us and we're not quenching the spirit, when we're not leaning to our own understanding and we're not taken away with our emotions and when we're not just being stubborn in our spirit, if you will, because we know what God is asking us to do. And even though we don't want to do it, we need to do it anyway, because when we have moving with purpose, if you will, that's when we inherit the promises of God. And not only that, we get a chance to further the kingdom of God. We get a chance to be the light. We get a chance to receive the peace that God talks about. We get a chance to make sure that we are doing all that God has asked us to do. Uh, there's a scripture that I like in Galatians 5 and 7, because we're running well, but sometimes we get hindered when we don't really follow through with what God is saying. And so on tonight, I want to admonish you. We want to be of those at the end that says like 1 Timothy 4 and 7, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Thank you so much for your attention on tonight. My prayer for you and for me is that God will continue to provide the provisions that he has promised. We know that he won't lead us into a place where he will not provide for us, but we must lean to his understanding and trust him in all of our ways. And we must know that He is. it is in him that we live and that we move and that we have our being. Move with godly purpose on this week. You pray my strength in the Lord.